Welcome to the Ortho Eval Pal Podcast, where we can help you build confidence with your orthopedic evaluation and management skills. We hope you enjoy the show. And now, for your host, Paul Marquis. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 28 of the Ortho Eval Pal Podcast. I am your host, Paul Marquis. And today, I thought we would um, kind of hone in on the foot and ankle a little bit. We're going to be talking about posterior heel pain. And I'm going to be discussing uh, several diagnoses that we see in the area of the posterior heel and also talk about how do we treat some of those different diagnoses. And uh, so uh, let's have some fun with this today. And again, this is a podcast. So trying to understand uh, all the anatomy without looking at it can be a little difficult. I'm going to try to describe it out. And I know that most of you are uh, medical providers listening to this and uh, should have a good understanding of uh, some of the anatomy. Uh, I'll help to kind of piece things together so it just makes it a little bit easier for you and so you can visualize it. All right. So first thing I want to talk about is this this big old gastroxoleus complex um, in the back of the leg. Through a lot of my research that I've done uh, working on uh, the Easy Slant, our new product, I have found that uh, most studies are showing that a very tight gastroxoles complex is a big contributor to many, many problems like retro um, calcaneal discomfort, plantar fasciitis, metatarsalgia, and many, many foot and ankle problems. So um, we're going to start off with this gastroxoles complex. We're going to kind of follow it down into the musculotendinous junction and then all the way down to where it attaches, okay, at the retrocalcaneal tubercle. Now, this is an area where, you know, you have to remember the Achilles is uh, w- one of the largest tendons in the body, okay? It takes up a lot of stress, uh, and there's a lot of pressure that goes through it. Not only does this Achilles tendon attach to the retrocalcaneal ten- um, tubercle, but some of those fibers attach a little bit more medially than you would think, okay? So when you take a look at cadaveric dissections, those fibers are quite medial. So if somebody is dropping into an excessive amount of calcaneal um, valgus, they're going to get extra stretch on that uh, that Achilles, okay, that Achilles insertion. Um, so let's talk about Achilles tendonitis first of all, okay? So you can have Achilles tendonitis, which is an, an acute inflammatory um, condition to the Achilles tendon, and uh, that tendon becomes inflamed. Uh, and if if it goes on for a long time, becomes an Achilles tendinopathy, which becomes a lot more difficult to treat um, because um, after uh, you know a couple of months, you really have no more acute inflammatory process there, but you're still having a lot of pain because of um, tendon fiber disorganization. Okay, and so. It's very important that uh, when trying to treat this Achilles tendon that um, you, you take that into consideration if it's a tendonitis or a tendinopathy. And we spoke about that in some of our early podcasts. Um, so what causes an Achilles tendonitis? Well, there's a couple things. Um, excessive you know, repetitive strain to the Achilles can cause it to become inflamed and irritated. Physical trauma to it, okay, like something rubbing on the back of the Achilles can can be an irritant. But here is one of the things that I found to be the biggest contributor to Achilles tendonitis. And that is that we all think that this Achilles tendon has to ride in a very straight linear pattern up to down, okay? And it really doesn't always do that. If the calcaneus is rocking back and forth excessively with weight bearing, then that lateral side-to-side bowing of the Achilles can actually cause it to become very irritated and inflamed. So when we talk about treating an Achilles issue, 
it used to be in the past where I used to always put a, a lift in the under the heel, jack the heel up so the Achilles wasn't pulling so aggressively. And what I found was that it still didn't control that heel from moving side to side. So I have much better success um, doing a, an orthotic that helps to cup the heel and hold it in a neutral position and something that supports the arch so that the arch doesn't collapse also. And that helps to keep that heel in a much more neutral position. And I find that, that I have much better success doing that than I do just putting a lift in the shoe. Now you need to remember this. If you just put a lift in there, what's happening? You're shortening your Achilles, making the gastroxoleus shorter. And therefore, when you get out of the lift uh, or into a flat shoe or something like that, or walk barefooted, you're going to get even more trauma pulling on the uh, Achilles tendon. So you need to remember that when you're treating Achilles tendonitis, okay? When you look at the back of that heel, let's just talk about heel positioning now, okay? Oftentimes, you'll see people with a little bit of calcaneal valgus. So the foot collapses medially a little bit and the heel goes out into valgus. Well, it doesn't have to be perfectly straight up and down because normal is, and I have air quotes going here, normal is about two to four degrees of calcaneal eversion. And um, so that, that that is normal. But if it gets to being deeper than that, then that is definitely something that could traumatize uh, your Achilles tendon. All right. The next thing I want to talk about is retrocalcaneal bursitis. So right um, near the insertion at the retrocalcaneal tubercle where your Achilles attaches is this retrocalcaneal bursa. And I see this quite often. And actually, I'm seeing it more and more now. Um, for some reason, I am really not sure why. But one of the things you need to remember with retrocalcaneal bursitis is it's a bursa. Okay, so uh, one of the ways you can identify if it's a bursa is you offer resistance to the Achilles and you stretch the Achilles. And if neither of those hurt, but they still have palpable tenderness there, um, it's more likely to be a bursitis. Okay, the other thing that you'll notice is because there's not a lot of um, fat, not a lot of muscle back there, and it's basically skin, bursa, and tendon, um, you'll notice that it's going to be swollen. It may have a bump there. And usually that bump is a little puffy. Okay. And if it's not puffy and it's really hard, then it's more likely to be a retrocalcaneal spur or a Haglund's deformity. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. But if you do have a um, retrocalcaneal bursitis, you need to start asking patients this question. Do you put your shoes on and take them off without unlacing them or lacing them back up? Do you just use your the other foot to slide it off of the heel, which causes this rubbing trauma to the back of the retrocalcaneal bursa? This is usually how most of these people develop a retrocalcaneal bursitis. A shoe is too tight or they're just rubbing that foot on something. Maybe they're wearing a boot uh, and they're doing a lot of walking with this boot and it's hard leather and it's rubbing back there. But retrocalcaneal bursitis almost 100% of the time is caused by some physical mechanical irritation back there. So what do you do? Um, how do you treat this? I, I found very good success with... Uh, Using iontophoresis with dexamethasone sodium phosphate, it's an area that absorbs that medication really well. I also get people out of those shoes or boots that are causing trauma back there. I always, uh, if somebody comes in and they're, let's say a construction worker, they wear a leather boot, they have to wear that boot, it's steel toe, whatnot. Um, I will send them to a cobbler and a cobbler can punch out the back of that boot and make it um, like convex on the inside so that that retrocalcaneal bursa doesn't strike the backside of the boot as much. So leather is something that's pliable and they can actually change that um, structure so it doesn't push so hard. And that works really, really well. I tell people, 
Untie your shoes before you take them off. Take them off with your hands. Don't take it off with the other foot by scraping the back of your foot. Um, and here is something that I do almost always with retrocalcaneal bursitis. And I know some of you are going to think I'm crazy, but I like to wrap these. I wrap them with Coflex. So I use a, a pre-wrap first, and then I take Coflex and I do a figure eight wrap around the foot and ankle. And I pull it pretty tight up against that bursa. And what it does is it gives it compression. And it also gives a little layer so there's not so much rubbing right directly up against the bursa. And people have very good relief when I do that. Um, there are other uh, stockings that you can put on that have a little piece of uh, silicone in there that help to cushion it. Um, that's okay, but it's not really tight. And I like to put that on there a little bit tighter with some Coflex and some wrap. Um, it's low profile, so you can still throw a sock on, still put it in the shoe. And I have really good success with that. Patients seem to find some really immediate relief with that. So um, I like treating retrocalcaneal bursitis um, like that. And then, um, you know, pretty much this is a, a modalities type of a scenario. Uh, I, I then progress them into very light gastroxoleus flexibility. And I get the irritants away from the back of the heel. Let's talk a little bit about Haglund's deformity, okay? So we talked earlier about this bump that is in the back of the heel. Well, it's either a bursitis or it's a retrocalcaneal spur. And, and this happens kind of like an Osgood slaughters in the knee would. Um, you have this growth plate back there. And uh, at a young age, if you're really active, you can get a lot of pulling uh, of the Achilles tendon. Remember, it's very powerful and it pulls on that retrocalcaneal tubercle and can cause a deformity there. The other thing that can cause that deformity is abnormal heel position and a very tight gastroxoleus complex that is always pulling on that, uh, that area. This is a very tough situation here because if you've got this big bone spur hanging out of the back, um, you need to do all the things we talked about with the retrocalcaneal bursa, you know, get the, the irritants away from the back of that so you're not rubbing so hard on that Haglund's deformity. Um, I, when I, tr when I see these, uh, I commonly try to treat them like a retrocalcaneal bursitis. I decrease the inflammation around the area. Cause if the Achilles is inflamed, the bursa is inflamed, that's going to take up more space and cause more pressure. So I try to decrease the inflammation back there. I try to control the heel. So it's not rocking back and forth so much. And I get the patient on a very consistent program of gastroxoleus stretching, which is four to five times a day five repetitions each time, 30-second holds um, in order to increase that gastroxoleus mobility over the course of four to six weeks, okay? I do this very gently. Uh, I don't have them stretch so hard that they feel pain at the uh, retrocalcaneal um, tubercle, but um, I, I try to optimize the flexibility there. And so uh, an orthotic can be helpful so, so that we avoid the calcaneal inversion, eversion motion that happens uh, with heel strike. And then oftentimes that these people will, will require surgery if the, uh, the spur is too large and causing uh, chronic discomfort. And if it's altering their gait and they're not ambulating well and they're not dorsiflexing well, um, sometimes they have to uh, have a, a Haglund's exosectomy. And so um, that's kind of how I would treat these retrocalcaneal uh, problems, these posterior heel pain issues. 
I kind of talked about the most common reasons why people get it. And I talked to you about uh, how I like to treat that. If anybody has any other suggestions out there on how they like to treat these problems, um, please feel free to shoot those out to me at uh, orthoevalpal.com and uh, go to my get in touch page. Be more than happy to have a conversation with folks about that. And uh, maybe even start a blog about it sometime. Um, but uh, I'll tell you, this has uh, been a really successful uh, treatment uh, regime for me and I've been doing this for 25 years I've seen a lot of these and uh, they can be very very difficult to treat but uh, be persistent and uh, try some of these little tricks we talked about today all right so thanks again for uh, listening really appreciate your time and uh, we will uh, talk to you soon Take we care. hope you've enjoyed the show for some more awesome content go to orthoevalpal.com can't wait to see you there <laughs>